For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Newcastle videos and podcasts, download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. I went to Bladen Races, it was on the 9th of June. 1862 on a summer's afternoon We took the bus from Balbras And she was heavy laden Away we went along Collingwood Street That's on the road to Bladen Oh, my lads, you should have seen us gunning Passing the folks along the road Just as they were standing All the lads and lasses there And all with smiling faces Gunning along the Scotswood Road To see the Bladen Races Hello and welcome to CHN Radio episode 115. I'm your host, Greg Troxell. You can follow me on Twitter at NUFC underscore Greg. Follow this glorious podcast at CHN underscore radio. Today's podcast, we are going to be talking about our FA Cup fourth round match and wondering if we are going to make history in the Mike Ashley era. Uh, we play Oxford United this weekend, and to talk to me about this match and the implica- implications surrounding it, I give you the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsom. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I I don't know um, if I should even plug my Twitter because I feel like you're probably listening to this after you've listened to the Everton recap. If you haven't listened to that, you now you have to listen to that in order to find out how to follow me on Twitter. See what I did, Greg? A little, a little deal. maze. Listener yeah. maze. Yeah, art of the deal. You mm. make them do what you want yeah. them to do. Great. I think that's how that works. That's I great. I haven't actually read the book. So, <laughs> Anyway, check out the website, too, cominghomenewcastle.com. A lot of great content and a lot of great articles written by me, Graham, Brian, and Greg. Mm. And sometimes Mirza. Mm. You'd Beautiful. have to scroll for that one. Beautiful, beautiful Thanks. work, Elijah. Thanks. Um, so we have, yeah, we've been putting out podcasts this week. Um, yeah, I think this is our ninth episode this week, <laughs> or potentially. That's crazy. Yeah, um, I mean, if if there if we have to do an emergency pod, I think that would be nine. And we, we it looks three. like it looks like we might end up having to do one. Yeah, I mean, we're going to record one. Uh, there's been some flight watchers, and apparently he's in Newcastle, so. that's lazaro if y'all are wondering yeah and you're probably not wondering because by the time we're listening to this it's been announced (laughs) 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 anyway um yeah so this is gonna be this will be nine episodes this week i think which is bizarre i actually don't know if that's true it might not be but 111 12 13 14 15 oh so it'll be seven oh still insane yeah that's great that's, a, you, that's crazy. You counted the emergency pods too, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, if if yeah, if if Lazaro's a thing, it will be seven. That's but crazy. anyway, let's get to this fourth round of the FA Cup. Uh, so just to talk about the teams involved, uh, I spoke about this in the bi-weekly report that I did. I can't even remember the date, but about the chances of Newcastle getting an easy draw throughout. So there's a one in three chance that Newcastle. With if assuming there's no upsets, there's a one in three tra- chance that Newcastle will have a draw against a side in the lower division than them, which is pretty good odds at this point. Um, 
We've never been to the fifth round in Mike Ashley's era, so this will be a first. Um, of the teams left, they're the lowest team ranked in the competition is Northampton Town. They're playing against Derby County. Derby County, sorry. Um, who are also in the championship. So that's guaranteed one of those teams are going to be in the quarterfinals. Queens Park Rangers play Sheffield Wednesday. One of those teams will definitely be involved. Oh. Uh, Reading plays Cardiff City. That's another good one. Uh, championship side Birmingham plays League One side Coventry. City, that's another good chance. And Portsmouth play Barnsley, Pompey. Yeah, so there's like those four. I think I named four or five matches. Like that's teams that will be in a lower division than Newcastle in the next round. So there's a lot of hope here. And Tranmere Rovers are going to beat Manchester United, so that will be another. Um, yeah. Of the Premier League sides playing each other, Southampton play Spurs. Uh, West, uh, sorry, Burnley play Norwich City. Um, I think. Uh, oh, and Burnmouth play Arsenal. That's it. it. But still, out of the, there's a lot of beatable teams, I guess. Yeah. On the Premier League side as well. I'm still in the match, so shout out to them. Exactly. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the match itself. Uh, well, actually, let's not. Let's talk about why we hate Oxford United. Oh. Because we hate them. The old Oxes. <laughs> yeah. We hate them. Uh, what, what, is there anything that, that pops to your mind? Um, one, uh, their crest is boring. Their kits are terrible. Yeah, how many bulls and... are in Oxford? Like, come on. Yeah. That, Do you that's... even know where Oxford is on a map? No, but... To be fair, you could ask me about six deep percent of the Premier League. I wouldn't be able to point it out to you on a map. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's how that works. So, okay. Uh, they have a they have a, a a giant bronze ox outside of their stadium. Yeah. So that's stupid. I've been there. Oh, do you know you have? Yeah, my do tell the first. Oh yes, you, we talked about this. this yeah, the first... my first. English football match was Oxford United against Wickham Wanderers. Wow, what a match that was too! <laughs> Oxford won. Were you uh, electric? They sing the Yellow Submarine uh, during their home matches. Yeah, I was like. There's also a movie theater in the parking lot there. Uh, um, what went to movie theater place? there. <laughs> were you sitting in? You, were you sitting with the Ox Vox, the uh, supporters group? No, I wasn't. I was in the main stand. Okay. Well, <laughs> as you can see, like we don't even have to mention why we hate Oxford because like literally just the more you talk about them, the more you realize like it's super easy to make fun of them. So yeah. it's kind of the jokes write themselves essentially. They're rivals with Luton Town, Wickham Wanderers, Wanderers, Northampton Town, Reading and Swindon Town. Yeah, All and of those places sound like Pokemon villages. And also, they are the second greatest university in England behind Cambridge, right? I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's fact. And none of those universities are as good as the American ones. Yeah. Uh, like I'd, um, I'd rather go to University of Florida than Cambridge. Like Delaware State, you know? Yeah. Delaware or, uh, Technical Community Onondaga College. Onondaga Community College. Yeah. Have you ever heard of it? Huge lacrosse school. Yeah. Um, Suwannee School of the South. 
Oh. North Georgia College, another big one. <laughs> for the arts. Georgia College and State University. <laughs> Helen Keller School for the Blind and Deaf. Oh, that's a good one. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> a lot of schools better than Oxford. <laughs> Man, we're going to get some heat. Well, actually, we don't have a lot of Twitter followers, so at CHN underscore radio, please follow us and tweet why everything we said was incredibly mad. <laughs> yeah, so go Cambridge. What do you think? Cambridge's school mascot is like the the roosters. Well, I was going to say another C word, but I can't say that because we're explicit. (laughs) Well, I could say the Cambridge cocks. Yeah, the Cambridge cocks. I won't. I'm not going to say that, but you will. You Uh, just did. No, I said the Cambridge cocks, but I'm not going to say the the go go cocks. Yeah, I can't. They also have a, a thing in the middle of their pitch where the players line up. Um, like they don't do a regular lineup like everyone else. It's something called the blue square. Mm. So I, I don't understand what that is, but they, it's a giant. Well, actually I do. It's a giant blue square and they are like parallel to each other instead of standing next to each other. Yeah. That's kind of, I'll, I'll just pass on that. Yeah. All right. Moving to injuries and lineups. This is going to be the interesting part for this one. So we haven't been to the fifth round, the quarterfinals, in 14 years. Uh, That's what's at stake. Uh, We've been dropping like flies, obviously. Um, We're wondering what's going to happen with Isaac Hayden, with Fernandez. Is Dubrovka going to play? That's something that's going to be interesting. Um What's going on with Tom Allen, Christian Atsu? Brucey did say that expect to see Yedlin is going to be back. Uh So that was a big one. He said something. uh, Why am I forgetting? Damn. I should have written it down. Do you know? Well, Well, I'll I'll just leave this up to you. I have no idea who's injured for Oxford. Like, literally. I think he. Well, Greg, good for you. Um, I don't. I don't think Oxford actually has any injuries, or if they do, I, I don't know if anyone knows. I think the big question for Newcastle um, is kind of the unknowns. You mentioned DeAndre Yedlin. You mentioned um, some other players. Nabil Bentaleb is a player that um, the club have certainly hinted at could be in the first team, and I don't really see why you wouldn't. He's healthy. Um, you know, he has. He he obviously hasn't played a lot of. For, or any first-team minutes at all this yeah. year. But um, this is the perfect way to ease him back into Premier League football, play him against Oxford. Um, Joelinton, who knows if he's actually healthy. Um, I don't know if he'll play. Um, but we can make the assumption that he will. And, of course, there's like Miguel Amaron, who has played like an insane amount of matches. Is he's played a ton. Is fit. <laughs> yeah, he's fit. And, and he works his butt off all the time. So it'll be interesting to see if he still starts this match. Um but, you know, we, we'll see. Uh, man, but I, you also mentioned, um, you know, the fact there could be some young players playing. And I, I think that's the truth. I think that's that's fair, and I think that's valid here, too. Um, let's get Swifty with the lineups. So, is Liam, Liam Gibson, he's a left back, right? I want to say. No. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay. I could see him sliding as a left back. Um, with the back three of insert whoever you want, I'm, I'm guessing probably Cher, Lejeune, and Lascelles, or maybe Clark, Fernandez, and Lascelles. I don't, I don't know if it really matters um, because our, our center backs have been so interchangeable. Um, and then 
right wing back, uh, probably DeAndre Yedlin. Um, I think, you know, if you were to give, if you wanted to rotate and still be competitive, I think it's fair to have Liam Gibson as a left back. Um, you know, it's a position where you can easily move someone around and sub someone off. Um, and it's not like you're relying on him to score goals or, and he's not going up against like, you know, all-star attacking players. So, um, I think it's fair. Um, give him a, a, give him a go. Um, in the midfield, I think is where we'll get a little bit interesting. I think we could see Nabil Bentaleb maybe alongside, I don't, I don't want to say Isaac Hayden. I'd say maybe a long staff. Mm-hmm. Maybe Sean. Um, I don't know if she, how. I don't know the status of Shelby. If not Sean, then Shelby. Um, and then I think this is where we get interesting with the wingers. I think Matt Ritchie could play as a winger in this match, and I think this might be a match where you could potentially maybe rest Miguel Amarone. Maybe we see Tom Allen out there with Joel Linton oh, up top. Oh yeah, talk to me. It it's a little weird, um, but I I do think that you know one of the winger spots. Tom Allen deserves a shout. I don't know if, if we'll if we'll go with Matt Ritchie or Christian Atsu or still Miguel, but I do think Tom Allen is definitely deserved of a full start. Um, I mean, he played well in his minutes against Rochdale. And Oxford, yes, they are a better League One side, but they still are a League One side. So I think you can get away with starting him. Um, same with getting away with starting Bentaleb or starting anyone else um, in this team. Gibson as well. So... That's kind of my what I'm thinking from our perspective. We don't really typically cover Oxford, so um, <laughs> I don't even know. I, honestly, if you ask me right now who their best player was, I I don't know if I could tell you. Uh, I know that Tariq Fosu. Okay. Okay. He has eight goals and 25 appearances. Okay, um, I'll do you one. I'll go James Henry. Their cam, nine goals, four assists, average rating of like seven and a half. Who? James Henry. Oh, okay. Um, I guess we just did who to watch out for. We skipped the whole <laughs> how does Newcastle win. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we'll let's take a break and then we'll go into match play real quick. Sound good? Yeah, cool. Let's do that. Let's do that right now. All right. So how? What does Newcastle have to do to win? I'll start by saying Oxford came up to Newcastle a day early, so they're feeling. Feeling a little frisky. Um, okay. Their manager said we wanted to take stock of the situation, which means Weird. something in, in 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 British, but nothing to me. I have no idea. Yeah, what that we're means. American. Uh, for me, for Newcastle, what they have to do to win is Rochdale replay. Just do that all over again. Yeah. <laughs> We dictate the match, control the match, um, all that stuff. Also, Oxford have a really odd looking manager. He's a he's a character. Yeah, uh, Carl Robinson. I don't know if you looked at him. He looks like James Corden if he had a a severe issue. So, ouch! Shout out to Carl Robinson. Um, anyway, I hope he's I, not a I, I avid listener of CHN Radio. I mean, he he probably is in order to prepare to take stock. He's got to. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it's hundred percent. You have to control and dictate the match. Um, really push numbers forward. Um, be kind of aggressive. Um, I mean, Newcastle should co- completely come out in a three-four-three. I mean, why not? Um, DeAndre Yedlin should be going out of going at defenders and and taking them one-on-one and cutting inside and all all the stuff you want DeAndre Yedlin to do as a midfielder. Um, make him do that. So 
yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what else there really is to say. Control the match, dictate the match, um, score goals, finish your chances. And, you know, Newcastle could, you know, win comfortably, 4-1, all that kind of stuff. Um, I do think part of me, I did just talk about starting Tom Allen. I do think part of me um, just thinks that Steve Bruce is going to Steve Bruce and just not start one of the youngsters. But if one was to start, I would say Tom Allen would be the one. Yeah, Tom Allen deserves that for sure. Um, Cool. Uh, Players to look out for, we kind of did this. I'll just name the who scored players that are averaging a seven or above. Um, That's John Mussino. Tariq Fosu Henry, Robert Dickey, Cameron Brannigan, and James Henry. That's the players that are averaging seven or above. Yeah. Um, and Oxford, they are a good League One side. They're in fifth right now. And they've just made a bunch of signings, too. Yeah, so but I don't know if they'll see any, if we'll see any of those guys, but um, anyway. Anyway, there there is a little bit of an itch issue uh with oh. oxford okay because they have not been doing well since the new year oh mm-hmm. they haven't no no they have not um re- recently they've started to get a little bit more but they're they've just been stagnant but hmm. they're only six points off of a promotion spot oh yeah here it is so they're winless in their last four that's not great. Yeah. Um, that's not going to get you to an automatic promotion spot quickly. Uh, could you imagine Oxford United in the in the championship? Wow. What a time. Yeah. You know it's crazy? I, I think they should purposely lose us to focus on that. Honestly, you know what's crazy about Oxford? Is that they're in a better position yes. to be yes. promoted than Sunderland. Yes! <laughs> they did it. <laughs> <laughs> It just had to be said. Yeah. I mean, I, it's an important. <laughs> an it's an important yeah. stat. I think I'm glad you brought yeah. that in, up to the table, Elijah. Really good work by you. Good research there. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, since we're um, on stats, <laughs> any other stats that you have? Um, let's see. Uh, Newcastle and Oxford have only faced in the FA Cup once, and uh, well, uh, next stat, next stat, next stat. <laughs> Newcastle last hosted Oxford for a match in May, and they won two one. Under um, Kevin Keegan, who do you think were the two goal scorers? So, 1993 Kevin Keegan team, who do you think scored those goals? Uh, 1993, Clark and Cole. Whoa. How'd you know? I that? looked it up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, that's bizarre that he knew that it was Clark and Cole. Um, and Oxford are looking to progress for the... I don't care about that stat. Steve Bruce hasn't faced Oxford since April of 2001. And his Wigan side won 3-2 in a third-tier match. So, uh, shout-out to Steve Bruce for coaching in a third-tier. Um, so, that that's, that's reassuring. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it besides the obvious FA Cup fifth round. Yeah. Whoa. Under the Ashley era. Yeah, some Do you have of the anything stats, else? No, no. I, I've pretty much said all the stats. I wanted to mention, like, obviously it's been 14 years. Oxford, they're winless in the last four. We are undefeated since January 2nd. So there's uh, – hopefully that gets extended. Uh, just for the – oh, another thing. It's, it's not a stat, but this is true. Uh, 43,000 tickets sold for this match. Yeah. 
Uh, it was ten dollar tickets us. for adults, five five pounds, ten pound, five pound for kids, ten pound for adults. Uh, so really, the 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 fans are finally are getting behind the cup run. Clearly, uh, I just hope we don't have we just this team does not need more matches. So just like get the yeah. job done and let's move. Let's move on or lose. No, no, that's not an option. I mean, that, if you lose, that's less matches, yeah. Greg. You said you don't want more no, matches. No, like, I'm, you know what I meant. No replays. Yeah, I know what you Jeez. meant. But it's funny to just point out people's mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I got into podcasting. There you go. Uh, Elijah, who's going to win this match? Um, Who's going to win this match? It's going to be Newcastle with a beautiful score of 4 nothing With goals coming from Nabil Bentaleb, Tom Allen, Joel Linton and Matthew Ritchie. Mm. Actually, he probably scratched that. It's probably gonna be Matty Longstaff, if we're being honest. Okay. The, and the Beal getting his goal. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, if we're honestly, I think it'll be Matty Longstaff and Matt Ritchie, but Nabil will probably play really well. I'm gonna say Newcastle United two, Oxford United zero, with a Tom Allen brace. Come get it, son. Oh. Come get it, son. Okay. I mean, I don't know what's more unrealistic, the Tom Allen brace or me predicting Newcastle to not give up a goal against an inferior opponent. Uh, and the brace is going to be one goal from open play and a penalty. You think Tom Allen's going to be our penalty guy? When yeah. Nabil Bentaleb, I think, is our new penalty guy. No. I, I mean, do you think he's our new penalty guy? We, I think we had this discussion a while ago. Like, who would you have take penalties for Newcastle? Maybe the guy you spent forty mil on. Maybe not, <laughs> but also maybe not. He's missed a lot of chances in front of goal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so it's funny. If, it actually is a weird conundrum Newcastle found themselves in. Yeah. Because I mean, Andy Carroll, but he doesn't start anymore. He doesn't play a lot of matches. Matt Ritchie, I think, was our penalty guy before. I think it might be Bentaleb if he's a consistent starter. Well, let's, uh, if we're doing anything what we did the last match and we're combining our predictions, Newcastle United will win six to nothing. So, plenty of opportunity. Well, that's going to do it for this part, but we have some questions from you wonderful listeners. So, we're going to get to those questions and we're going to do that right after this break. Questions, Elijah. Oh. The first one. Okay. We'll go with Mr. Steal Your Worldwide. And it's it, we got some doozy, a doozy question. Three of them. At, is that at yo underscore ho underscore no underscore mo? That is correct. It is. The unverified, unconfirmed player burner account. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't confirmed or denied. He has, but I can't tell you what. Oh. Just saying. I could just slide into our DMs and see. Uh, Start, bench, or cut? Oh. Dubrovka, Cher, Almiron. Start, Dubrovka, bench, Almiron, cut, Cher. It's a very tough decision, (laughs) but I I don't know how you can say anything but start, Dubrovka. Like, it's – he's been – I think he's player of the season – hands down, uh, just has saved us from so many situations. I think share, it's like, yes, there's been moments where you recognize the brilliance of share, but there's also been moments where you're like, we're kind of fine without Fabian share. We've 
one matches without him, and we have other attacking center backs. And you could arguably make you could make a case that maybe we don't need attacking center backs, and we would be better off suited if we played a four two three one. I don't know. It, it's smart to yeah. say that because we have depth at center back too. Where it's if true. you if you cut Dubravka, we'd have Rob Elliott and Carl da- Carl Dar- Carl Darlow. If you need cut Almiron, we only have ASM and Atu. <laughs> well, and maybe someone else. Who knows? Maybe someone else. But so the that's definitely the easy way out. Uh, just for the difference, I'm gonna say let's start Miggy. Let's bench share. Let's cut Dubravka because we're gonna sign another goalie. Okay. <laughs> How just, confident are you that Newcastle will find another goalie? In general, just out of curiosity. Like, because I think after this season, well, and think, if Newcastle finish one. in a decent position, there, there's going to be people calling for Dubrovka. Ready, Woodman. It's true. I mean, you don't... The, the only issue with Woodman is, like, if he makes a mistake, then the Sunderland fans will act like we do when Jordan Pickford makes a mistake, and it'll be a whole shebang. Oh, really? Are we playing in the third division or something? Oh, okay. Fair. Fair point. Fair point. Toon Army Denver. And also, we actually have the player instead of them who, like, root for a player in the first division that was in their academy because, oh, yeah, that guy left your team because you guys suck. Yeah. Uh, Toon Army Denver. No one should be under the delusion we're playing well. We've been skating by on luck more than tactics with a handful of our players stepping up. When do you predict our luck will run out? At the end of the season, after we've already secured safety. (laughs) Just going to ride right through, huh? I mean, I think, like, and Greg, you brought it up, I think, I guess, you brought it up on the recap pod. Like, this team works so hard that like there is an there there's a there's a mixture of this is where you have to you have to walk the fine line with analytics and and just like the eye test oh, you're about because to analytics, analytics will tell you Newcastle are vastly outperforming you know what you know what what they're they're supposed to be doing right now like they should not they should be in last place if we're looking purely from analytics perspective but if you watch the eye test and you see that this team at times simply does not quit and they have a fight that a lot of other teams don't have, then you're like, okay, you know, maybe this team can stay up and you're probably confident this team can stay up just based on that pure fact alone, coupled with the discipline and talent that's already in the squad and the fact that we're actually making some decent signings, bringing in some decent guys. I think St. Maximin was a, was a great find. I mean, if he can stay healthy and I think Ben Sleb will be a good find. And, you know, hopefully if we make a little, make a little, Lazar, Lazar. I'm trying to make a Lazaro joke, but I can't. But if, if that comes through, that's another solid addition. I mean, yes, the the tactics haven't been great, but there's also been times where Steve Bruce has surprised us with like his ability to adjust and actually make a decent tactical decision. Decision. So I mean, I think there's a little bit of recency bias with the Chelsea and Everton, but I mean, there were some impressive wins along the way um, as well. So we can't put those in doubt. Let me break it down for you right quick. Oh, do it. We have, so everyone, uh, uh, just a quick explanation on how expected stats work. So expected goals are through whatever you're doing as a club, like how many of your chances should have been goals, were expected to be goals, like based on your run of play, based on everything. 
Um, we have a higher expected goal rate on missed shots than we do actual goals. So, like, they even cover, like, expected goals on our goals. So we have scored 19 more goals than our expected goals. Like, that uh, – maybe it's it's harder to explain than it is looking at the stats. So on every goal we've had, XG looked at every one of those goals and said, yeah, you were only supposed to score five of those. Like, of all the goals we've had this season, we were only supposed to score five of those. Like, think about that. Wow. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. So, and we have more, uh, a better expected goal on our missed shots than we do our actual goals. That's crazy to think about. And Which, does that mean that we're creating good chances, but we suck at converting? Uh, no, well, no. Because, so here's the thing, is we also, we also have 24 and a half, pretty much, less assists than our expected assists on those goals. So they're saying we're getting crap chances and we're scoring from them. <laughs> Hence our two goals against okay. Everton. Hence our so I, great cross by ASM against Chelsea. That should that shouldn't be a goal in the Premier League. That should not. But we're getting those things. We're getting those things are happening. So it's it's proving Toonarmy Denver's point is what I'm saying. We're vastly overperforming our expected numbers. In any statistical category you look at the formations we're in, the situation. The only situation that I found that we are, our expected goal is higher than our current goal is open play. We've actually have, we're, we should have two, at least two more goals from open play than we currently do right now, according to expected goals. Every other from corner kicks, from set pieces, from direct free kicks, we are outperforming those expected numbers. It's crazy. It's a an, complete anom- anomaly. Yeah, I mean, Um, formation wise, it's true. Like, we're outperforming at a 5 4 1, it's incredible. Like, we've scored five more goals than expected, which is like unheard of. Um, a 3 5, but a lot of these formations were about even. Like, uh, 3 5 2, we've actually have one less goal than expected. So, but uh, all the others are pretty much even. So it's really crazy to to look at this because how do you analyze that? How do you say, like, oh well, is Newcastle this good? Like, or will this luck run out? But but we're it's almost February, <laughs> and Newcastle's in this situation. So I it's like really an like I just don't know how to describe this. People. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm still at the point of like, there there's an element of expected goals and stuff that I'm definitely all about. But then there's also an element of like, just the ability to pick up a point and defend well, like that kind of stuff. Like, if you think about it, there's only been a couple matches where we've given up a ton of goals. Like there, I think there's definitely matches where there should have been draws and we won. Mm-hmm. But I think there's there's not a lot of bad losses like there's the 4-1 there's the 3-0 there's the 5 nothing to Leicester but outside of that like it's interesting I mean I'm sure that our expected goals against are also much they're much higher than they actually are because we sit back so much Mm -hmm. but it's it's weird because like just looking at the like I think we have a 
talent we have a talented enough roster to be in the position we are in yeah if that makes sense like i think that our roster is better than all the teams below us and even some of the teams above us so it, it's a weird situation yeah um, i don't know how and to i think the, in, this. the injury thing is weird too because like you also had an, an anomaly with injuries but yet somehow we were able to survive such a drastic like injury crisis um which like most other teams like i said with the Bensalab thing like shalk is a perfect example a near identical injury crisis and they were almost relegated yeah so um and they somehow and they also defied a little bit odds too by making it to the round of 16 despite an injury crisis in the champions league but it's weird most other teams would have folded at this point like i'm no fans from upper clubs liverpool man city are complaining about their injury crises but it's like it's nowhere near Newcastle's at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's amazing to see. I like it's tough to tell. Like the stats say the luck will run out, but you know if you've gone into February, like is it? <laughs> it's just, just. But also, it, it doesn't even matter at this point because Newcastle have gotten so lucky that like. Say the luck runs out and we're st- and we're starting to draw and we're starting like we're starting to lose some matches like I don't know it's just it, it's weird because we're also nearly safe yeah <laughs> that's the other thing is like it doesn't I, that's why I'm like I mean the luck runs out after we get safe like I mean I don't care what happens if we're on forty points and we start looking like crap then sure whatever I mean then you get concerned in the off season if we don't hire a new manager but for now whatever I mean mm-hmm. and. You can tell the players love playing for Steve Bruce and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the I mean, the, the stats tell a story. I, like, obviously, I like stats. But one thing that stats cannot do is, like, designate effort, put a value on effort and the things yeah. that Newcastle do to get them in these positions. And that's what's getting them in these situations where they're outperforming. Um, it's – I can't describe it. I hope it keeps going. It's – pretty awesome it's fun it's well said next question uh from trevor mooney at trevor mooney 12 no shout out to him has nothing to do with anything but if you could recreate one direction with five current newcastle players who would it be oh um and then he he posted the picture oh sorry he posted the picture of one direction in newcastle kits at the training ground Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, that happened? Yeah. Why? Do you, do you see it? Oh, I'm, I'm going to pull it up now because that is bizarre. Yeah, what the hell is this? So the guy on the right is they... definitely Matt Ritchie. <laughs> Can we confirm that? Yeah, I mean, Matt Ritchie, and then you've got Sean Longstaff and Matty Longstaff, his brothers. No, no, no. I, well, actually, if you're going to go all pretty boys... Then there, there's Cher, an easy answer. Dubrovka. Cher, Dubrovka. Carl uh, Darlow as well. The the guy, the second guy from the left, kind of, you can you can say that's Paul Dummett. You could, <laughs> but I'm still going to go Carl Darlow. I'd take Carl Darlow over Dubrovka's because Carl Darlow, his hair is magnificent. And I think that we don't give it enough credit. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't think that we actually answered the question. Yeah, so so said, so so name your five. Just we'll just do boy band. Like name your five Newcastle oh, it's players. A classic boy that band. will be in a boy band. Five players go. Okay, um, I think and and it, Matt it Ritchie be... is definitely the wild one. Okay, go, Matt Ritchie. Okay, 
Matt Ritchie. Um, I'm going to go Emil Kraft because oh, yeah. he's the quiet blonde one. Yep. Um, and then Darlow. Got it. Dubrovka. One more. And then Cher. Cher. Wow. Cher is definitely the leader, boisterous. Dubrovka's like the one, not, no, Dubrovka's like the, he's like the, the somewhat, he's like in between, he's not like quiet, but he, he's just kind of there, mm-hmm. you know, like he's that one that's like, everyone's kind of indifferent towards, like he's fine, he's the, uh, he's the Joe Jonas, got it, there we go, I like that, yeah, so I'm, and, I'm gonna yeah, do, and, and then oh, obviously, Darlow's like this, obsessed with himself, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm gonna throw a little curveball at you. Um, we're, I'm going to, I'm going to do key and Muto. Okay. Uh, we're going to get a little BTS in there. I was about to say a little BTS action. And, That's slightly racist. And then I'm going to hit him, Japanese. I'm going to make sure there's enough swag. So ASM and Yedlin are going to join too. It's going to be a, okay. a medley. And then. So it's like a, a, like a, like a boys to men slash BTS yes. mashup. B to men. <laughs> BT men. Um, yeah. And then the head, the headliner. That's this is the most important part. The manager, Steve Bruce, by the way. Um, the, but the headliner of this band is the one, the only, Jack Colback. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> that would be aw- that nobody would go see that show. Uh, yeah, you got they that, would, they the would actually pay to, to not see it. The best looking one, and I, I, that's yeah. share, share. I'm honestly. After watching these player interviews, which by the way, another one came out with the Longside Brothers. They're so funny. I'm starting together. to think Carl Darlow is more attractive than Fabian Cher. I've said it. I just said it. I had to say it. Yeah, I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon, but that's fine. Well, I, I'm leading the bandwagon. I'm the captain of it. You I'm have, driving you have the bandwagon. Fun. Yeah, I will. I will. You're and run I'll into get a people big to agree with me. of Fabian Cher's face. I'll ask Kendall Rowan. Because that's all she tweets about is attractive football players. So I'll ask her who she thinks is is more attractive. And then she'll probably say a black person. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, that – do you have anything else? Um, not really. Um, right. Looks like Luka Doncic just got injured. So You always throw in a sucks. random NBA thing that I'm pretty sure less than 1% care about. Well, I'd say five percent. I would. Even we have some. Five. We have an American audience. Um, but that concludes episode one hundred and fifteen of CHN Radio. I'm your host, Greg Croxel. This is the best damn girls in the land. Elijah Newsom. This is coming from Newcastle in your ears. Let's get a win. Let's go to the fifth round of the FA Cup. Away the lights. But I wish I was on the case side Looking at the old time bridge I'm coming home, Newcastle I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day I'll need for a bottle of your own brown hill I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the cup again I'll brave the dark at St. James's Park If the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home To be a Jody and to live in Jody land. Some people think we're 40 and we're hard to understand. And they say it's just self pity and we're not so very tough. 
Cause the people in the big fat city Haven't had it off as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wing I've walked the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been a weird Kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother seeing hey how we I'm coming home And I miss the old blind busker who stands at Phoenix door He plays a mean accordion you've all seen him there before And I love the Jody heroes there's so many famous names Like Lindisfarne in Gaza Brendan Foster in the Gates at Games I'm coming home, Newcastle I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the cup again I'll brave the darkness in James's Park At the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine Walk the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of the river tonight I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound In me mother seeing hear me how I'm coming home, Newcastle I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of your own brown nail I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the cup again Brave the dog is in James's pocket, the Gallagher's end in the rear. I'm